Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, Contact our friends at FNH Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farm yards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. Hello, folks. Riley here. Wanted to pop in real quick because I made a mistake. And I have to own up to it for the boys, for the community, for the listeners. And I just wanted to own up to it. <clears throat> Me and the boys made an awesome archery open archery opener. Um, what did we call that thing? A special episode. And somehow in the midst of leaving for the first weekend and now, I have lost the file for that podcast. So that podcast no longer exists. So I couldn't keep holding podcasts from... Our listeners so we're gonna release our this episode here will be our uh i don't know what you'd call it uh recap from opening weekend and if i ever find the archery opener season premiere i will post it as a bonus episode but for now uh listen to this episode a lot of cool things happened the first weekend it was hot miserable but uh, we still got into some stuff and uh, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, let's hear what we got from the boys. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. Fellas, how are we? Phenomenal. That's my word. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty not so bad. You guys look awful. Ramsey's eyes are red. Your eyes are red. Cheeks are red. Look like two guys that have been up at three o'clock for the last three days and no naps. I'll be honest with you. We did take a nap. I didn't know that. Uh, don't touch my microphone. <laughs> uh, I didn't know we were doing a podcast until noon. So the entire time that I spent the extra hour, Jim and Julie's thinking, oh, I got nothing to do this afternoon. Love like just, just I'm thinking in the back of my mind, like, man, I'm going to go home. It's nice and cool in there. I'm going to nap. And then I get a call from Riley. He's like, hey, when are you going to get to town? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to town. And he's like, we're recording a podcast today. And I'm like, oh. Well, we had to because Matt's, ha- uh, Matt's hauling all week. So we decided, you know, let's all get back from Monday, you know, because it's what is daily. We did talk about this on Saturday, the three of us. Yeah. Sean didn't relay the message. No, he knew. I did not. Know. That's a lie. He definitely did know. We talked about it on Saturday. Sean said they want to do a podcast Monday. That's all I got. Mm. That means we're doing a podcast Monday. Oh, well. Well, this is going to be a bit different of a podcast. All we're going to do is literally recap the weekend because it was eventful. And I mean, it's the first hunt, hunting weekend of the season. I mean, it's, it's a big deal, right, boys? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, I mean, there was obviously a lot of um, 
other factors that didn't make it as eventful as typical open week opening weekends with like the weather and stuff like that. But I mean, it still was awesome to get out. A September hunt with swamp ass. I mean, you can't you can't ask for nothing better. <laughs> well, here's you know, what I switched to these un, uh, Under Armour. Uh, you wearing compression shorts? They're not really compression shorts. They're almost like a cotton blend. Okay. Swamp ass, no more. We would really? like to be affiliated. Absolutely, yeah, it is fat guy alone? friendly. Oh, it's, it's Under Armour. It's Under Armour. Yeah, it's Where'd fantastic. You, get you have the same ones, don't you? Mine are a different brand. I don't remember what brand. They're the uh, Victoria's Secret. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Fruit of the loom, I think. Walking through I the hills. <laughs> They'd be really airy. My thong all day. <laughs> and his yoga pants. <laughs> no, but uh, it's kind of a game changer, honestly, because then you don't chafe, and it's just wonderful. Well, here's how I'd like to start things. First of all, I want to talk early on, because this is usually at the end of the episode, about check out our merch store, bullmountainbrothers.com, the BMB store. We have, what are we looking for here? Your water. My water. Ramsey's thirsty. Interrupting my nice plug of the BNB store. I think we're really about at half inventory on shirts. Does that sound about right, Sean? Oh, I think so. Um, but we do have, did we talk? I can't remember if we gave it away last week or not. We're having no, a merch drop. Yeah, no, we did. We gave the drop away. We just didn't give details on well, what they, they were. Yeah. Well, they're going to be hunting season themed. Just know that. What? He's just a loud. You guys are being reckless because you're so tired. Maybe it's we should fine. do podcasts after we hunt for three days. Anyways, this is me in my raw form. That's what you're getting right now. You can't say that on the podcast. Come on. <laughs> Jesus, John. Anyways, Matt's being awful quiet over there. Matt? I'm just taking it all. He was videoing Ramsey and Sean yelling at each other. Is that how hunting went this weekend? No. Okay. Well, BNB store, check it out. We're, we have no more hats. So once, once this new hat quarter comes, in, it's going to be a big deal. Um, I really, I, I liked them a lot. Yeah. Were they better than the first batch? You think? Um, there's, there's less. They're higher quality option, but they're, they're a better brand. Yeah. yeah. They're high quality. They're Richardson 112s, probably the most common. Would you call them a high-end hat? I'd call them the highest end for for custom merchandise, absolutely. Yeah, so, and I don't know. We needed something that was a little more, you know, that, that people... I, I, we want equipment that people can use when they're out in the field this hunting season. Right. And I like our camo and our green hats. Um, they work well, but I think these will be even better. Rock the olive green. Did you this weekend? Yeah. The olive green Bull Mountain Brothers hat? Yeah. What hat did you rock this weekend? Uh, I was I was not wearing a hat this weekend, if you recall. No, he looked like uh, the guy from uh, Heavyweights, Ben Stiller, with his <laughs> band on. Well, it was... It. Well, why don't we preface? <laughs> I haven't heard that. I haven't ages. said that in forever. Oh, wow. Um, our little recap with the fact that, you know, if you don't know, if you're not from Montana, if you're not from the West, it's opening weekend and it's a hundred and a hundred to 104 for three straight days. It got to 106 on Saturday. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, it was not. So that means even in the morning, you're sweating, 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 sweating. Well, when so, it's 80 degrees at 845 in the morning, it's 
I little, think that's the only way I woke up from my nap this morning is I was getting a little toasty. Well, and I really hate when you're like when you have a good ball cap and you're sweating and you get beads coming down the face. So I invested in some like it's sim it's it's a cheap cheapo Amazon. They're just they're those they're like Under Armour headbands, and it's the camo that's sim like close to Sitka. And uh, I was wearing one of those because and it, I loved it. I don't think I'll stop wearing it when it's that hot out. But I forgot but I, mine. I need to invest in some sort of. I need to get a headlamp because I was walking blind. Walking blind. Were you guys doing the same? We need to buy those. We both have headlamps. Bull Mountain Brothers will be investing in some uh, hats with lights in them. Matt actually got a new one that I really like. It's got a. It's got you know the three lights on the front of the bill, but it's also got one under here, under the so bill. So it just shows right where you're walking. Yeah, so it's not like a you know like you're spooking stuff when you're coming through. Pretty cool. But that doesn't really help me if I don't want to wear a hat. True. You can get a beanie with one in it. Just get I actually have one of those. Iron Man chest plate and put a light in Remember there. that hat that I have that you can pull it out and it's like a USB rechargeable light? You ever seen those? Oh, yeah. It was a beanie. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like it's like 100 and some odd degrees. So, you ha- I had to really change theory on my accessorizing for to be comfortable only but, today though yesterday you slept all morning until not, the sun came up. yeah you did you took an hour and a half nap at the rock I that doesn't sound like riley at all i did sleep through the morning on the ground you, you know where it's uh where it's all sandy now from us just tromping through there i just curled up like a ball you're seeing elk at the rock oh yeah really well, let me let's. We let's, had an amazing morning. He'll tell well, you about. Let's start. I want to start with because we talked about how the two we're doing two groups of us. You guys are doing your own elk hunt in your own region. We're doing our own elk hunt in our region. Let's start with you guys. Why don't you start with um with Let's flip the script, Riley. You want to start with us? Start with you guys. Okay, I can do that. I'll start with. Well, first of all, I went. I solo hunted for the first time in a long time. Saturday because Matt uh, Chad that was on the podcast got married which is Matt's son uh, so Matt was not there for opening day that was their opening night though yeah he got he, he left the wedding early I'm to see how that plays out for for everybody <laughs> but uh I guess we'll go right on right into it and I, I left work Friday night got the rest of what I need well first of all I'm on my second flat tire on my pickup this week um I, I made the poor decision. I don't know. I've been so tired at work lately that like usually I'll get home and this time this type of time of the year, get all my stuff together, you know, pack it in the truck the night before. I'm so tired when I get home from work now that I'm just like, oh, I'll get it in the morning. Guess what never happens? Getting it ready together in the morning. <laughs> so I came back home 30 miles at lunch, got a flat tire while I was in at home. Huh. So I had a three hour lunch. On my way out of town, after I put the new tire on, I found out that they only put 40 pounds of air in my tire, so I had to find a gas station that had an air chuck, and I stopped at IGA and got some stuff. That's just kind of like a tradition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I headed out, met with uh, one of Two Leggings' clients out there, and he rode out with me, and didn't see Jack anything on the way in to cabin but we got the cabin all set up and i don't know we got got up the next morning 
went to our spot that we've been scouting for the last couple of weeks and actually another, another client met up. So, uh, and these are of Matt's and I was just hunting with them. And, uh, so we all split up and they went down to where, well, actually, no, they didn't. They stayed up on top of everything because that's where they kind of hunted last year. I think, I don't know. They just wanted to go over there. So I went to go head off the rim and I got partway off the rim, started to go down. And all of a sudden I look over, I got cows coming in at like a hundred yards, just beelining for me. So I didn't want to blow out the whole area because they were just cows headed back up the back up the rim to where I started down and I pop into the field up top and there's elk up there too. I, I'm surrounded by elk at this point. So I'm like, I, I just laid down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I hear this bull, this, this raspy, gnarly bull just go off. And I was like, wow, it's, it's on. Like usually opening weekend, I, I don't. I don't really remember hearing a lot of bugles in the past. Maybe that's a poor memory of mine, but no, hardly ever. <clears throat> and he went, he went nuts. And so I looked down the hill in front of me and I can hear, you can always tell when it's elk, dude, when they're, when they're running, just clink, 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 clink. 30 cows are coming right in front of me. And here comes a big herd bull at like 120 yards. And I tried chirping at him, tried all everything I could do. He he would stop and look at me, and then he'd like look at his harem of cows, and he's just gone. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. And I saw a rag and a couple six points after that, and that was about it. And I guess the guys I was with, they had they got seventy yards from a pretty good bull, and they couldn't they couldn't make it happen. But that that was that morning, and it was just I know it's typical elk hunting. Especially the opening day where, you know, you don't, as much scouting as you can do, they could come up 50 different ways. I mean, it was cool or to do see. the exact opposite of what you expected. And they did it every day, just, just per usual. I mean, elk doing elk things. And then the evening hunt was, I, I, we went up to, we went up top and I went to where I know there, if you're going to go evening hunt this place, that's where I've had luck in the past. Didn't see one single animal, not even a deer the whole time. And Matt calls me at like eight o'clock and he's like, I got the go ahead. <laughs> Wife said I can leave. I'm headed here. So he, he came, um, we hung out for a little bit and that was about it. And then the next morning we went out and the, the, those two, cause I, I told them like, we need to get down in where the elk are, right. Where I was headed. And Matt's like, yeah, for sure. Like, go down there and i don't know i well, just I seen a monster bull the night before oh on the way in yeah in the same big spot drop. and uh i don't know i just wasn't feeling it saturday morning like it was it was i woke up so friday morning or whatever saturday morning when i got there it was cool like when you walked outside it felt good in the morning we walked out sunday morning and it was hot it was hot breeze like hot like and i was like this is just doesn't even sound like fun i'm tired like yesterday was a bummer and I was like, I'm just going to sit where Matt sits and I'm not going to hunt hard and fell asleep up there till daylight till he told me to come look. And do we see any bulls? Yeah. We, well, I seen the, the four bulls. 
that came up by Leonard. Oh yeah. So there's and four. Then there was that spike. And but they came up thing. the. I don't. We don't know how, how they're like burrowing animals, like Ramsey talks about. They came in one spot. We couldn't find them forever. All of a sudden, they were down the draw, four hundred yards. But there was this whole herd of cows and one spike that came right up to where one of our buddies, or you know, Matt's client was was hanging out, and uh, that damn lead cow. <laughs> Was was feed? They were feeding the the creek down below him, seventy yards below him. She knew something was going on. She walks past, you know, where he's at, and there's a big, you know, big lip rim to come up, or it's like a washout, you know. She walks all the way up to him at fourteen yards and just stands there. Four, three more come up there and just stand there, and uh, and then those deer blew out. Yep, the deer blew out. The elk in the bottom blew out. And then the four, you know, and it was cool for him because he, he was stoked. Like, he thought that was just the, the coolest thing to have him, you know, that And we could have had and, such good content had someone brought the spotting scope. I, I made some flubs. I forgot the spotting scope at camp. Well, I didn't forget. I just left in the truck. should have seen me, dude. I had two tripods in my backpack, a camera, headset, lapel mics. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was just focused on hunting this weekend. Good. Um, I don't know. I I did very little any filming. I did I put some stuff on Snapchat Saturday morning, really garbage videos, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So that those that was Daddy will be out there next weekend to film you guys. Well, all right. Um, I don't know. It was just Sunday was decent. Was that the day we? That was yesterday. Uh, yeah, so we're like, it was the hottest day of the weekend, and we're just five o'clock rolls around. Actually, I think we slept 11 to five, it was great. <laughs> you guys do any big naps? I wouldn't say big naps, no, not really. I mean, we kind of we came home Saturday, Saturday with the intention of going back out Saturday evening. Oh, and we, we laid down up. on the couch and put a movie on and woke up at what, like 5 30? It was like 4 30. And we got up and I was like, we, I was like, what's the temperature outside? And he's 99. Like, We're like, mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm not hunting in 99 degrees. That's what Matt, Matt, Matt's like, this is stupid. Like, I don't even know why we're leaving the cabin. And we went down to the, he's like, the only thing I can think of is go down to the river. You know, maybe they're, they're maybe they're not even, cause we couldn't find elk. I mean, besides the one spot, we didn't see elk anywhere else. They were, we didn't see hardly anything anywhere else. So he's like, let's just, maybe they're just not leaving the river. You know, like it's so hot, they're just staying down in the water. And so we went and dropped off uh, one guy down there, and the other guy left, went home. And Matt had, he was contemplating between two different, like two different ways to do it. What'd you say? No, absolutely. I was, I wanted to go around up top, but shit, it was so late. I'm like, by the time we go around there, that's another 20 minutes. We're going to have 15 minutes to call something in. Like, we'll just beeline through the bottom, get over to where I want to go, come off the hill, and boom, there's our bull. At like 80 yards, just sitting on the bottom. I, were they bedded when you first popped around? They the were corner? just feeding. They are feeding. <clears throat> I didn't really see him until he's like, he's like, oh, shit. And I look over, and then they're standing up. Three cows run out in front of us, and then it was a, it was a nice bull. It was a real nice bull. Got to get your drop site figured out. Well, I, only we were yards. on our way to a spot. I was in the ranger. I could have done oh. nothing. 
I couldn't. I couldn't. They were already because that's the problem. Is see, I wanted. I wanted to come in. Had I went the other route, we would have had that bull. Because I mean, we needed five minutes. Yeah, because what his because I was going to park up top and walk down off that road. Yeah, we were going to hike down and like we, you know, like we usually do. And he was like, "Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna race the ranger over there, and because they might not be in there yet." Sure, shit. They, I bet they're in there all day long. Yeah, they're probably just. It was thirty degrees cooler, ain't kidding you? Yeah, it was because you know, like I was just saying that he said that you know, ninety-seven degrees is stupid. I don't want to do this. We get down there and, and we open up the windshield in the ranger, and it was like boom. It was like you open the refrigerator door, hmm. and we're like, "Wow, why haven't we been here every day?" <laughs> Like it's it was so much cooler, so much nicer, and sure shit right away. But I bet you guys still went up above the uh, fields this morning. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, we went to the corn, and uh, that'll bring me to what I'm going to say right now. We didn't see a single thing this morning. I got into I hiked down. They were down on the river. Uh, we don't know what happened. Nothing. Nothing was in the field. Nothing. nothing was in the corn or the alfalfa. Nothing. Did you guys hear any strange noises? <laughs> well, we think we we heard the bridge this morning. What do you mean? Someone Somebody driving over oh. That'll do it every time. And we, uh, I, I, I hiked down with one of the guys this morning. We did a good hike to get down to the bottom. We snuck in, and it was pitch black. And uh, I found the most perfect earth-made blind. Where and it was right where they came in that that morning before. I checked your location this morning and saw you're in a cornfield, middle of a cornfield. So. Oh, that's definitely not correct because I was never. <laughs> no, I was never there. Never close. Um, yeah, right in the middle of the pivot. Like, oh, that's what weird. The fuck is he doing? <laughs> that that would have been cool though. <laughs> um, no, I was I was down in that creek. You know what the one? You know, this is a big. It's like the big washout all the way up the the yeah. thing, and I found where you know because all those ravines on those rims like come down into that, and I found this little one that at the end, it was like, uh, are they junipers that grow into big? They look like trees, but they're their bushes mm-hmm. they had this huge trunk that went off and went horizontal and then had leaves or whatever the hell you would call them needles whatever coming off of it and i had like a square about three feet big that i could you know when i was ready i could i could draw because if anything came in through that like they had for literally the six times we've been out there in the last three weeks i would have had maximum a 30 yard shot max because they you know the rim you know the the creek bank was the uh, the backdrop and we're there the one morning that nothing comes in not a single thing and so i don't know we bailed and we went and drove and and matt went to some really cool places today some really elky looking timber and i i like that kind of stuff oh yeah but it's too hot right now for they're not calling, you know, it was way, way on the backside of the property. Have you ever been over there? Yeah. It, and the timber. Um, Off that power line way up on top. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. I would love, I would, that would be like a dream place to shoot a bull. Actually, funny enough, the first time I ever went over there was with the time I met Alan. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that where you saw that six-point bull was over there? No, it was at Mission. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, um, literally, yeah, the welding cart. That's not mission. Just past it though, isn't it? No. Isn't yeah, it's past it about five miles. <laughs> Is it mission, that mission, far? Mission yeah. missions inside the Green Gate. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was the welding cart. Yeah. The state land road. The the rock is the next road. Gotcha. But anyways, uh so we went and saw some really cool area today, did some calling, not zero response. 
The only response we got calling the whole weekend was down on the river after we bumped those elk. Uh, Matt was cow calling and got a bunch of chirps back, but yep. that's it. So we kind of nice that they're responding. I mean, well, off of calls anyway. Did you notice when you were out hunting this morning that it was cooler this morning, longer than it had been the mm-hmm. previous two days? It was still 60 degrees at 930, 10 o'clock. So Matt's like, let's just go, let's head over to the river and go call and see if we can get something off the river. It's still, you know, we kind of had capped it off at like 80, 83 was when we were going to stop hunting. Yeah. And, you know, cause that, I mean, it's, it's really not ethical after that because you shoot something, you shoot an elk. I, when, you know, if you don't make a good shot, you could be chasing that for the next six hours. It's done. That means it's done. So we're on our way over there and I don't know. We were ready to shoot anything. So we're driving down through uh, the creek that's usually overflowing the road. Mm-hmm. And on the fence line, next, you know, about 150 yards away, you could see there's an antelope on the fence line. So Matt, Matt and I hauled ass down to get way below it and uh, set up on the fence line. And that thing walked all the way to us. Yeah. Yeah. And so I drew on it. He was walking up about 30 yards and he was kind of like quartering. How would you say that? Like when they're like, they're coming at you, but like this, like quartering, quartering left, quartering left. And I, I put it right on top of its shoulder and it went through one lung and broke the arrow, broke the arrow and the whole arrow went through and it was just literally in the middle of the body. He, he walked like four yards teeter tottered and laid down 11 he was done. seconds yeah he was done so first uh first kill with the I, bow. I popped my cherry this weekend it was it was crazy i wasn't ready for it i you don't know what to expect when you shoot something with it, with it you know what i mean yeah. like that elk that was shot we saw you know whether it was me or you to this day um wow that's the first time i ever heard of yeah that. no kidding well I know I shot it, but I don't want to keep arguing with Ramsey, but nobody brought it up. But like to see something like it worked like how it should work. You know, you heard the thwap and, you know, I actually watched the arrow half come off after he like ran and then he just stopped and he just went and just laid over. Hmm. I was just I was like, wow, that was great. It was still cool out. Got him gutted, got him up to the meat pole, got the hide off. It happens so fast. That's the crazy thing about hunting sometimes. Like stuff just happens so fast, unexpectedly. I, even I, I had a great time this weekend. I saw elk, but it was it was a tougher hunt. It wasn't the best one we've ever had. Like as far as sit, you know, having Sounds opportunity. Really tough, and, doesn't it? You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> it was unexpected and it happened. And so that ended our weekend right there because we had to go get him. You know, it was hot. It was starting to get hot again. So From we had the to, time you let the arrow fly to the time we had it in the meat locker, like two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Hmm. So, Pretty efficient. Yeah, we did really Especially well. Especially for being where you guys are. Yeah. You know, because we do a lot of having to go, you know, way back in and way back Well, out. it was crazy because we were going to come back to Schaefer's. Right. And Riley's like, should we just run the hard and just see if there's like a phone number? We get there and the new owners are there. Really? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. We'll take him right now. Well, I'm, I was really excited to use. We've been eating Matt's uh, elk that he's had done at this place. Did you have? Have you tried it yet? The breakfast that sausage. sausage? No, the no. Bre- oh, dude, so good. And so he's like, do that. Do the antelope that way. 
And uh, so we did. And it was cool. We got to meet the new guys there and got the antelope in. Because I just, you know, normally Matt and I would have just cut it up. But he's like, we got to try doing the breakfast sausages with the antelope. That this guy so does. we stake the whole thing and sausage the rest. Really? Yeah. That'd be a good antelope. Well, and he's he's but he's been in my ear for weeks about wanting to get an antelope for camp meat. So I was like, well, that worked out pretty dang good. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I don't I I'm excited for next weekend. It's oh, going yeah. to drop 40 degrees. We'll talk about that later. Let's end my story here. Let's go take an ad read, listen to some great uh great Bull Mountain Brothers partners, and we'll be right back. So, Matt, I was on my way to work this morning, and couldn't you believe it? Along the side of the road, I think I saw every species of upland bird that Montana has to offer. And it really got me thinking about my old bird dog and my old shotgun. And I think I want to pick the shotgun back up and get back at it. I'm down one thing, though, and I think that's a new bird dog. How do I... Would you got any suggestions? Well, I got you covered there, Riley. Our great friends, Craig and Carrie over at Mag- Magic City Gun Dogs, they have outstanding German short hair pointers. Well, I've never had a German short hair pointer. What makes them so outstanding? Well, they have great bloodlines, outstanding temperament, and their dogs always aim to please. Well, that actually kind of sounds like it's right up my alley. Uh, how would I get a hold of one of these dogs? Well, they actually have a litter coming up this spring. You can reach Craig or Kerry at MagicCityGunDogs.com or at 406-861-5709 to reserve your puppy now. As we've established... Besides the antelope, which was amazing, we were unsuccessful. But I want to ask you guys a question. Is there nothing on this planet better than, like, what's going to happen today where we go get a bunch of junk food and sit in the air conditioning and sleep after a long, hard weekend? I don't know. Sean's kind of a classy bitch. He's probably going to go home and make dinner. Yeah, I got Mo, too. It's a good grilling day. I could see you doing some. some I already had. I made some bacon on the Traeger this morning. It was fucking phenomenal. That's what you were doing when I called you. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any good meals? Huh? Hunting camp meals? No. <laughs> hey. Actually, the bacon and eggs was good, but he came out. Was that Saturday night? We we're like, we're fucking, we're hungry, and the bar's closed. And so he's like, I think I got some ravioli. And he literally came out of the kitchen after 15 minutes of making food. And he goes, This is probably going to taste like shit, but. Try it. <laughs> it was literally ravioli and tortellini mixed. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't no, bad. No, it wasn't bad. I just don't like Winko's pasta. It's really soft. Did you flour and deep fat fry it? <clears throat> Whoa. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> Did you flour Can you not deep- sound like old man winner? <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> oh, you're I don't have a fryer. I have an air fryer, but it's just not the same. Nope. Because I, I will agree that fried tortellini and ravioli is phenomenal. So let me guess, when I get home, there's going to be pots with spaghetti sauce in them. No, because I made more pasta last night. Ah, big pasta guy. There's groceries in the house. I don't know why you didn't eat regular food. Because I, I tried that salsa that your uncle made. That shit was good. See, I like it, but... It's different, for sure. Kelly and I add, like, a third of regular salsa to it, like red salsa, because there's too much cilantro. I had no idea that Pace made a restaurant-style salsa. What is the difference? It's like they blend it. Okay. Instead of having the big chunks in it. And apparently one of you guys bought it. Probably unintentional. I must have. Phenomenal. Hmm. Salsa. Interesting. Hmm. Wonder if there's someone that can make it. Hmm. Or I wonder if 
something is in the works. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had some good food. I had... Uh, Your brisket sandwiches looked amazing. Yeah, Leonard made some brisket sandwiches. They had like uh, somehow I accidentally bought Hawaiian buns. Didn't even know that was a thing. Like Hawaiian roll buns. King's Hawaiian. Yeah. And he uh, butter grilled those. Is that a th- is that like a known thing? Yes. King's yes. Hawaiian. I only know the King's Hawaiian rolls. I never These know they made hamburger buns. Hamburger yeah. buns. Yeah. I didn't know there was such thing. It's just a brand. I know, but they're so good. They taste like the rolls. <laughs> It's the bigger role. It's the, <laughs> it's the same thing, but they make it. Okay, I, I know I understand the Anyways. concept. Yeah. Uh, and then there's this brisket and onions and cheese was good. It was, and it was easy. Yeah. Like you and I could yeah. make it for lunches at home. Because it, it's like that Sam's Club like comes in a pre-cooked package. You know? I don't know. If I have brisket, I, I got to have blues, man. So good. I know, but that costs way more money. It's so worth it. Uh, what else? Good food. Matt made cabbage and kielbasa, always a banger. Betty made some sausage eggs and uh, pancakes. Nope, we no. had sausage, bacon, really? eggs, and toast. Yeah, mm. we had toast. I haven't had toast out there in a while. What morning was that? Yesterday, today. we had nothing today. We had Taco John's. Mm. Uh, but he promised me pork chop sandwiches, so I got. Buns with the onions in it, like we like. And guess what? I didn't get. Yeah, he still got to make me some chicken parm too. We should have that Wednesday night when we come out. That would be good. You said you were bringing panda. Oh, that's right. I did say that. that I was telling good. Matt the other day about how like you didn't like Chinese food until like a year ago. It's not true. That is totally true. I don't like Chinese. He hated P- Panda Express forever. I'd be like, let's go to Panda. But, like that stuff's garbage. I'm not a huge fan of Chinese food. You ever had? You ever had like you don't like buffet style? No, no. What? I like the I like chow mein. That's good. All right, I tell you this right now. Bozeman, there used to be a place called Panda Buffet. Don't get this mixed up with Panda Express. Panda Buffet. This bitch had ten, ten rows of buffet. Best thing, best best Chinese buffet on the entire planet. It's no longer now. It's a Fiesta Mexicana. Hmm. Yeah. Should uh should we hear about uh Ramsey and I's weekend? You don't want to talk about food anymore? No. I was I, I think we're we're all we're all at the sleep <laughs> sleep and food stage of the weekend and we just can't get off of it. Yeah. Well why don't why don't you uh who's gonna lead it off? Oh I think Sean's got it. I'm gonna lead it off. Okay. Um Yeah, uh we had a lot of running around to do Friday night. Yeah. Believe it or not. We didn't get out to the Rutschke Dome until probably nine, nine thirty. And went basically stayed up until one one in the morning trying just putting everything together because we kinda went through our packs, had the camera equipment, everything that we were bringing and uh set the alarm for two forty five. So we took a nap for <laughs> an hour and a half and got up and went out and <laughs> Had some uh, issues. That road out out to that ranch now is it's it's choppy. Oh, it's bad. And uh, had a dead ranger opening day. Um, luckily the thank thank a farmer. Thank a farmer. Luckily the landowner had a uh, set of jumper cables in one of his in one of his ranch trucks just sitting there. And uh, I, I had to be very careful, and I'm sure you. It's kind of like 
doing anything in the middle of the night at Trapper Dave's. I was making sure there was no gun pointed at my back when I was digging through the landowner's pickup at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, believe it or not, we actually tried to, at one point, jump it with the little 12-volt battery that the trailer has. For the trailer brakes. Yeah. yeah. It didn't, did not work. No, it didn't. Didn't We were trying to use a wrench and a stud to try and conduct it farther because we had no other way of... Uh, reaching it. Um, but luckily we got the jumper cables, unhooked the truck, flipped it around, got the ranger started and we were off. Um, got into our spot and, uh, parked and we kind of made the plan where we we're going to go. And we walked in, it was probably about a mile, mile and a quarter to where we were. It's got, that far uh, from the gate to where the camera is. It's a mile. Like okay, I, thought dead was, I thought it was about mile. half that. No. Mm-mm. So you just walked that fence, huh? Yeah. Uh, for the most, there's actually. A did really you hop nice. it and then go, or did no? You? I think that new the the new guy running cows in there. I think he kind of with a four wheeler made a little bit of a road oh, across that flat. That's not bad. That and the cows. I mean, you yeah. pretty much have a nice, soft, nice. quiet path all the way to where you're supposed to go. So we. Uh, that's pretty bougie then. Pretty nice. Well, until you get in the trees, and we uh, we both. Well, he didn't have his headlamp on the first day. I just had it on, so I was leading. And we were going in, and it's if you have you ever no, noticed that trail to, from that rock, there's like split offs of it that go like up and down, and you think that they go different directions, and we're like, oh, let's stay low. Took the low way, and it just connects right back to the same trail. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Every time we're like, oh, let's go right, and yeah. they both are just like it, like literally does this. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. And cows making trails. Yeah, that yeah, was weird. weird. And there was a log that uh, I when we got past the rock, I turned my headlamp down to the lowest setting, and there's a log where you have to step over it. And I don't know if he noticed this, but I didn't see it the f- that's that morning, and I literally about ate shit coming over that rock so then i as soon as i stepped over it and like kind of came back to i stopped and i turned around and pointed my headlight right at it so he could see it because i was like it was i about head on heels rock deal really yard sale fell off the cliff oh my god (laughs) last i'm sorry to interrupt your story but uh you didn't you didn't make it out with us last weekend did you no because i but you were up there at the rock and you went off that side rams you know where we were at on that rock? Remember, there's a tree to your left, and you guys walked over there and you filmed. Did you know there was a hole in the rock right there? Yeah. I'm coming around there in the dark. My I fell up to my my hip in the rock. Hip yeah, went over the edge, dude. I, I all I could I was in the rock. I, I'm in the rock, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for this rock to just leave off this cliff. Do you, <laughs> do you not remember me making the comment? We're like, oh, that'd be a good little foxhole, dude. It it never ends. It goes straight. I was I was scared. I was genuinely like, I was like, what are you doing? Because he thought I just slipped or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'm in this rock. <laughs> like, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Continue. Uh, your tree just about to go through the. Yeah, and we got in, and yeah, about eight shit on the tree. And I will say that I won't ever walk behind someone with a headlamp ever again. Because it's hard to see. You can't see. And so, like, I'm trying to see what he's stepping on, but I'm, like, hitting the edge and, like, rolling my ankles because the cow trail is indented enough that, like, if you hit the side of it. Mm-hmm. So, we know that, uh, you know, for listening to the podcast, that you have a new bow. 
How was packing that in versus your other one? Like, it's is heavy. it heavier? Is it heavier? Oh, it is. It is. He handed me at one point, and I was holding mine and his, and I was like, "Holy shit, this thing is heavy." Yeah, that's why a lot of times I'll like if I'm packing in a long. Well, first you of all, you don't have a string. For a, a bow sling. We should have Leonard makes them. Did you see those? Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. I want one. They're just a nice. My easy. backpack holds my bow. I have a little. I have that too. But what I've been doing lately, if I'm like if I hike into a spot where I don't want to take my backpack everywhere, um, because I have that long stabilizer, I just put it on my shoulder and carry it. He does. Yeah, that be- that bee stinger stabilizer, like the the little washers for the weight, are <clears> perfect because it like literally catches your neck right under my chin, and it literally I don't even have to hold it. I can just walk. But, yeah, but you gotta like kind of like worry like if you're gonna knock like bump. Well, your the sight. good thing is the good thing is is that the backpack too. When you, when you have your pack on, it catches your string and everything else on the back. So you literally, it just like balances there. I'm telling you, if we can design something where you can just take your bow and click it into something or a magnet or something on your well, they back, they make those for so a you year. Could, so you could belly crawl and just put your bow up there. Could you imagine how nice that would be? They make them for your chest. I've seen those before, guys. That like it's literally just like kind of like a like a trailer door. You know, in the push lock, where if you want to open oh, okay, it and yeah. keep it tight, it's literally just like it's, I think it's something with maybe like one of your like limb silencers or something. It's got like a hole mm-hmm. above it and it just closes. Oh, speaking on this, I saw something that was really cool while me and Sean were sitting all day. Oh yeah, were you surfing the internet? Yeah, it popped up. It's called a Tacticam, and it replaces your stabilizer. They come in different weights and lengths, and it screws in, and on the end of it is a camera. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I guess you can do it on like shotguns and stuff too. They have 4K? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that'd be pretty cool to have for filming. Yeah. And some of the video is unreal. Like, cause they, well, it must be like the same camera you put it. They had it in like a water, in a waterfowl scenario too. I don't know how you mount it on a shotgun. Well, it's got the the cap mounts. Well, they probably put it, yeah, on the cap. uh, No, it's not even the cap. It's just like, kind of like, I don't know, it's shaped like this. So it like clamps on the tube and then oh, okay. clamps on the tube of the. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. on the barrel. You know, or? like those uh, weights that some you see some of the older guys using on shotguns. Oh yeah, yeah. It kind of sits down below the bottom tube. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a GoPro would work just as good on a shotgun, though. Yeah, we were to, we were uh, we actually were GoProed up and lapel mic'd up and had the camera and I was running running the iPhone. I feel kind of like a failure. We did we. We have zero. <clears throat> well, we'll get we'll get to that. Them guys were way more prepared than us. Yeah. Well, I had my GoPro. It, the wall wouldn't charge my GoPro. Wow. The light, unless I don't know how to turn it on. The red lights are on, but I I pressed the button, it didn't turn on, and I held the button, it didn't turn on. Huh. There's three buttons. It was it was the power button. Right. And was nothing, it in your case? Yeah. Maybe the case was holding up from actually pushing. Well, it. it's different than those. Mm-hmm. The new ones. The, it's like got a case built into it. Yeah, the mm. GoPro is the case. Yeah, and like the little deal that you mount it to drops out from the bottom. Mm. But it, it was, you know, I left it at camp, of course, so I can't have you even look at it to help me. Do you know what was interesting though? Is trying to wear a GoPro and a bino harness and a backpack. Well, you should do those. I've seen guys they they mount them underneath their harness. Well, the good thing is the, I mean, at least the one that I was wearing, it swivels. And it's got enough where I could perk it up and I can still open my bino harness. Um, and the good thing is, because we were like sitting there that Saturday morning when we parked the Ranger and we're about to walk in and we kind of got all of our stuff on, that uh, we were like sitting there. Ramsey, like, of course, we pull our bows out and, you know, put our releases on and pull back the string, make sure everything's good on them, right? And Ramsey does that. And as, as he pulls it back, I can see his GoPro and I'm like, 
I'm looking at him. I'm like, GoPro's pointing this way, and you're drawing back like this. I was like, so you were able to turn it though. My the one I had on, I could turn it enough that with the wide angle on those, I think we could catch it. But hit plus his the latch on his on that case broke. You have two chest mounts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's why I don't have one. I could go buy my own, I guess. <laughs> but oh, that's I want to either that or I want to get the head mounted one. I had neither. So what I decided I was going to do, I was going to carry it with me. I have one of the, what do they call them damn things with the, it's like they call it the grip or whatever it is. Yeah, or it's, it's like a, clamp. a, it's a clamp with a, with a. Hey, you guys should look for that when you're at the cabin too. Cause that I left our iPhone grip in the cabin. I don't remember where it was. Yeah. I'll look for it. Um, and I was just going to put it on like whatever tree branch i was sitting that morning and then i couldn't get the gopro to work i don't know and you know believe it or not too the gopro we took it off the chest mount and warren's um uh, spotting scope tripod it's like perfectly designed for a friction fit for that gopro oh really yeah it was sweet and uh but anyway i guess back to the story when we uh went in and we, you know, we talked about it where we had that camera set up and we were going to go sit there and, uh, we get in, we were just sitting right there, check the camera. Um, and there was no, there wasn't no elk on it Saturday morning when we checked no. it, there wasn't any. And so we were a little bummed, but, uh, well, we, no, that's not entirely true. There was elk on it, but it was from the night after I had put the camera out a week before. Yeah. What do you mean? So when me and dad went out, I put a new card in it. Oh, the video that I watched? No. Is, is, it's a bowl you haven't, I never even yeah. showed it. It was in between when he went out last and opening day. Oh, that's, that's it's good. It's from the night that me and dad went out there last weekend. Isn't that weird how you'll put a camera out and you'll get an elk? It's literally the first then, pictures are yeah. elk. And well, then you won't get anything for days? Yeah, it is. Uh, I had pictures on every Or day. a whole week? Which is funny because we're getting to a pretty funny story about that um, in our story. If Riley would you know ever let us talk on, I'm just kidding. I'm just, whoa! I was just asking questions. Whoa! Oh, down. Anyway, so well, we, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Don't talk. You don't get to talk. I had. I didn't. I didn't know that you had more go uh, camera situations than the one the other day where I saw. You know, because you were you were bummed out about you only had a couple cows on there. Yeah, well, me and Sean got there, and I turned the camera on, and literally the first picture that pops up on our reader is elk, and I'm like, oh, well, that's a good sign. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we kind of decided where we were going to sit. Turns out there's not really any good places there to sit. That's the hardest part because you don't really get that good – like you don't have a vantage of anything coming in besides if you hear them. And there's there's good shooting lanes, but it's just not as – spectacular as you'd really want. Well, I would say as the rut gets better, you could have one guy sit up behind calling, you know, because you could yeah. he could he could have opportunity as well as the guy down below. Right. And he could also scout and, out. And you know, the nice thing I think about that shoot where that water is, is I think, I mean, if elk do elk things, that's the way they're going to come in if they come from the north side. They're going to rut in there. You already know they are. Well, yeah, I have a picture of a bull with mud on his horns from wallowing in it, so. Um, but as we were sitting there, we got in even with ranger issues that morning we got in real early i mean it was i bet you when we probably sat in the dark for an hour yeah what time were you guys getting up every day 2 45 to 3 i thought we were getting up early 
We have a much farther drive than you do. We had a 40 minute drive. How many miles is it? Mm, 17, probably. <clears throat> it's from one end to the other. I think we can go a little faster. Because we're going in the can. back way, if you're familiar with that. Right. And we were just going in right in front of the house. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we were just sitting there, and, you know, I think 609 was shooting light on Saturday morning. Somewhere in there. 609, 615, somewhere like that. Um, but, I mean, realistically, it's so dark down. And, like, the sun was up, and you could see the sun beaming down on the hills above us. But it was still dark in there. And, like, it was dark enough when I could see the sun that my I was trying to range stuff, and my range finder wouldn't pick light up. Well, what's so crazy is it's the same out there. The sun would come up. You could see them coming out of the hayfield, like, on Sunday. And as soon as they hit the, like, the grass, mm-hmm. you can't find them no more. Yeah. Um, and so we were sitting there until, I mean, we didn't hear, or that's not true. The first thing that actually first animal interaction we had of opening weekend, we were sitting there and it's probably just before, uh, light, a uh, couple mule deer does tried to come in and I think they were trying to get water and right in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Like probably 25 yards from us. And I don't know if she saw us. But she knew something was there because that's we had good wind. But where they came, they they probably smelled us. Um, but she was pissed. Oh yeah, she was snorting and pawing at the ground, and and she wouldn't they wouldn't leave. And we're like, get like go. And she went up the hill. They went up the hill. She came back down, tried to come back to the same spot, snorted again, went back <laughs> up the hill because just doing a loop for like fifteen minutes, and then they finally trotted off. She really wanted her water. I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, this thing is going to like charge us and smack us up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then shortly, it was actually from what we had seen on time on that camera, because we were getting elk at like 6.15 to 6, from 6.45 in the morning is when elk were coming into that camera. And uh, we actually kept hearing some trees banging around. Um, so we're like, oh, something's going to happen. It ended up being moo cows. On the other side of us, but uh, right at like six fifty, seven o'clock, heard some cows start mewing, and then freaking bulls just crazy bugling. I mean, just probably when we first heard them, they were probably six hundred yards from us. And then, you think they're in the same valley that you were in? Mm-hmm. Or you, not you think, when we first heard not, them. No, not when we first heard them. You and, know the end row that you come down. Yeah, we think they were up in there. Yeah, first, but. Didn't we didn't even call. Calling? We didn't call yet because we we're like, let's just see what goes on. Oh, if they were bugling, I would have. And those bulls kept bugling and bugling and bugling. So then we started cow calling and went quiet for a little bit. And then all of a sudden we heard a bugle that was probably 200 yards from us up on the hills above us. And then right after that bugle, I think the bull that was with all those cows was kind of down in that cut, bugled back at him. And then so we just sat there and kind of cow called at him for – I think well, we counted five different bulls because they kept bugling yeah. like on top of and each other. The so on so the so called herd bull that we thought because that's where all the the cows were coming, like all that the mews and stuff from the cows were coming. That bull didn't sound very appealing, really, until that freaking bull that was above us up on the hill and that guy bugled and it was that was a that was a big bull. 
Yeah, turn your world. You could hear him crashing horns. And oh stuff. yeah. Well, and it sounded like for a minute there that they were like jumping over the fence and back and back and forth because it, you could hear that barbed wire, doom, 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 and then you hear horns. So they were probably just fighting right on hmm. the fence line. Hmm. Did you guys ever have a a moment where you thought about trying to close in on it? So the problem was we talked about it very continuously throughout the entire time, but. We could hear that the cows, so you know how there's that cut right on the other side of where the camera is where you guys want to Well, there's another, the camera. another water spot. There's no water. There's no there. water in there. Wow. I At one point in time, I know for a fact the cows were in that little yep. area. They were that close, probably 60, 70 yards. Because we were kind of doing a little deal where uh, he's with the hoochie mama, and then I would make a different sounding cow with the diaphragm just to kind of make it seem like we were more than one. And uh, yeah, I think the cows were coming towards us more so than the oh, bulls because yeah. they were probably 60, 70 yards from us at one point. But, I mean, it was still a little but bit we dark. we could hear that the bulls were further away from the cows, and we knew if we tried to make a move, we'd probably spook the cows, and yeah. then it would just be over. Plus, there was no quiet way of getting out of that because you know that trail that we came down on is just thick junipers. Yeah, I almost wonder if you could have come up that one that goes up to the road. That's the one I'm talking about. That trail, yeah, yeah. There's that you can't get sne- you couldn't sneak. Oh it. no! And the hit right behind us, we tried. That was <laughs> this is another time. I don't know if Ramsey noticed, but he got down and we were like, he's like, I think I like that spot. And I was like, yeah. I was like, let me let's go up around a little bit and see like if we have a better angle of the draw. And uh, we got up there and we're like, holy shit, this is too thick. Like we can't see it. And we're just like. Let's just go up because it's a hill like this behind us. And it's like, let's just try and side hill across it. And Ramsey kind of was like, screw it. And just kind of like hug this big tree, the tree that the is right behind the camera. And he just is like squeaking by and makes it. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and do this as quiet as I can. So I jumped on the side hill and was trying to side hill. And I literally just jumped, stopped and went straight backwards. And I caught myself before I landed in the tree and I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk around the way we came, went back up and sat in that spot. But I was wondering what the hell you were doing. <laughs> what, would, did, what did you think would happen if you walked through the creek? I think they were in the creek. I think we would have spooked them out. Was it still low light or something? Oh, yeah, it was oh, dark. Oh, yeah, it was dark. Oh. So what happened at light? They, I mean, they bugled for a little. I mean, it was, they bugled in the light for, I would say, 20, 25 minutes, maybe. Um and after we heard the bugle, they it was weird because they'd bugle and it sounded like they were ways and ways away. And then all of a sudden we'd cow call and then it sounded like they were 250 yards from us. Hmm. And uh, so after we heard the last bugle, that it sounded like they were kind of working up that draw on that next property, we kind of moved out and started going towards them and cow calling. And they were bugling at us the whole time. And then we got into some tree lines just – creepy creepy crawling and bugles quit how many bugles do you think you got total five or six like different bulls or just yeah total like total for the whole day oh how how many 30 or 40 yeah that's yeah shit we had like two or three oh there and they were done we had we had one bugle it was the same bull two days in a row bugling and he would do it like two or three times and be done do you know what was the funniest thing though? Is those two or there was I think there was a herd bull and a couple satellites that were bugling at that big bull in the above us. 
it was super funny because I think it was the first bugle we heard sounded like it came from over on that draw. Like it was that far away. Have you ever had bugles that close to you before, Sean? Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't, was it exciting? That was the first time I've ever had a tag and a bow in my hands with bugles that close. So that was, so it was exciting at least. Oh yeah. It was, it was super funny though. Cause like before we heard anything, we were just sitting there like sitting down and then all of a sudden we just hear a bugle and we both turn and look at each other and it was like, like we just like hovered to stand <laughs> up and then we sat there and we both, you know, we're, we could, we knew which direction they were coming from and stuff. And we sat there and cow called a little bit and then you guys, there was were, one bugle that you got close enough. I think he was in with those cows. He was probably within a hundred yards. You guys have got to split up in that, that area, man. Cause they're not, they're not going to go to the same spot every day. Could you imagine if you were up on top of that, on top of the dead end road when that happened? I think we would only had a shot on that one bull that was below. That would have been below us because those those other. I mean, those if we would have moved, those cows would have blown us out. Oh, yeah. and I think there was more cows than we heard next to us. Because if I had to imagine, that bigger bull probably had some cows with him up, and that would have, we were basically trying to split them, and that would have. I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, and I, we'd have never got the satellites to come through the other two herds. No, because I guarantee you they didn't want to run over and try and challenge that big bull bugling at them, and that's where they had had to come for us to get a shot. So you guys, uh, that was it for the morning then? That's where the kind of the funny story comes in, is when we backed out and we're like, okay, this was it was probably, what, like 9.30 when we left, and talked to the landowners for a little bit and then went back and we're like, Oh, let's take a nap and figure out, you know, if we want to like wake up, let's figure out if we want to go on an evening hunt. And we woke up to four 30 and it was what? 90, 99 degrees outside. We're like, I don't know if it's worth it. So we just kind of ended up staying. And the next morning, um, went out there, same scenario did the same thing and didn't hear bugles but we checked the card from where we were sitting and there was elk exactly where we were sitting at two o'clock in the afternoon nice like lots of elk lots of elk bulls that we hadn't even seen before yeah two bulls that we've never seen Hmm. one really really nice one and then just a little like oh hell he was small yeah, three or four. Well, it'll get easier once the you know it starts to get cooler to yeah. to want to sit in there all day long. It's tough. I mean, that's part of archery hunting is, you know, sometimes you end up sitting in a place for a very long time. Yeah, actually, the uh, to back up a little bit, we didn't actually check the camera first thing in the morning. We were like, let's let's go in the second day. It, yeah, the second day, we're like, let's go in early and go sit where we think that big bull was yesterday, but be below it to see if we can kind of be in the middle of things. And we got to our spot and we were like, we went down into the, into the draw and we're like, "Ah, this is just too thick in here. I mean, we only have one shooting lane and it was like, I'd rather, you know, we'd rather have multiple chances um, to see where they're going to come. So we backed out of that and went up the hill and got in this kind of thick treat area. And we bedded down there and just sat and no bugles. No, that's not true. Finally heard some bugles. They were they were ways and then away. so we were sitting there and we're like, well, there's no elk in here. And Ramsey goes after we hear this just mean bugle that was a ways away. He goes, he goes, fuck it, bugle at him. 
And so I brought the tube out and I did, and they started talking back. They weren't getting close, but they started, they were screaming back. But I mean, they were far, hmm. far away. I'm sure that, that there's a herd in there that's just circling the whole, just like they always do. And you just gotta I catch honestly them. think they're on about a, like a, a week rotation. Rotation. Yeah. Because every time I've had pictures in there, you'd get pictures of bulls Saturday, Sunday, and then you'd go the entire week without seeing them, and then come Saturday, Sunday again, they'd be back in there. And that was was never only Saturday or never only Sunday. It was Saturday here, Sunday here, Saturday here, Saturday here, Sunday here. Yeah. And the and the funny thing was is like when we saw and found out that there was elk literally two yards from where we were we were sitting that clearly our scent in there didn't bother them that's good did you guys spray up yeah and i did laundry the night before with the yeah detergent and so then sunday um after because we checked the camera at probably 9 30 i think it was because we kind of sat in that spot we got to and just waited um, for a while, and then when we checked the camera, noticed that we kind of walked and made a game plan in that creek bottom, and we were like, all of the elk on the picture are coming straight towards the camera, so they're not coming up from this way. And we had outstanding wind oh, that entire it weekend. It was always straight at our face from where we parked and went in. I mean, it was perfect. And so we made the decision that they probably turn that cutout right there and then come through it. Or they go up above it and then come down to it. And so we found this like natural blind with these trees and um, bushes. And it was like perfect because we're like, it's going to get hot. But I wonder th- if they're not coming into your calls because they have nowhere to get down or try to get up one of you. Could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of times I'll call and then I'll just stop calling for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Cause it's yeah, like, I mean, we didn't over call. No, I don't no, think I mean, you, I'm not I saying that. I'm saying have you no. like twice. If, if, if they can't get up wind, because you, they like, may not like that cow with Neil, that's what she was trying to do was get up wind. To well, wind him. That, that's the thing though, is they could have, because like what I was just saying about, cause that picture of the bull that had the mud on its tines, it, the first picture, it, it was facing the camera. Second picture is facing away and there was no picture of it leaving. So I think what it, they did is when it came in, instead of going straight down the creek bottom, it went up and around, and that tree that's right next to the tree with the camera on blocked it where it was coming down, and then it walked out because it there's no water down past that. So he had to have been either right up above it or right in it behind that tree getting his horns muddy because that was the only place he could have done that. Hmm. Um, and there was no, like, discernible spot where... No. It looked like something you should put that, in there and tore it up. You should put that camera that can do bursts and 10-second videos down there. I thought about it when I was moving cameras today. Because you have no definitive answer on how they're getting into that water? No. What direction they're coming I, from? I mean, they not really, but I we kind of have like a 85%. They can't be coming from the east no. entrance that you guys are coming in from. They're, Why they, would they? There's nothing over there. And the, and the weirdest thing to me is that the biggest bull we've probably got on camera that the one that looked like it was sitting down right in front of the camera. We didn't get a, we didn't get a picture of him leaving or coming in or coming in. It was just a picture of him sitting there. That's what I'm saying. You got to get something with like a burst burst shots or something. I wonder if we could take two more and set one up. (laughs) Just Just set a bunch of cameras in there and just seriously set it up that draw and then up the top. 
But I think that's back to your statement about they couldn't have got wind. I that whole ravine top above that where the Calus guy land because yeah, yeah. that's right above us. No, no, the other side. Oh, okay. the other guy's place. That whole they have a whole trail that I glassed yesterday that is up and then it comes down and it's a perfect game. Tra- like we were sitting. 10 yards from that game trail that came down that hill. And I I mean, I guarantee you that's how most of them come in. Hmm. I mean, realistically, because how did your afternoon, how did your day sit in that spot after seeing the bulls the day before? Fucking flies, dude. Oh, oh really? Flies and bees. And was not as bad as there was some. I mean, I think I was getting heat stroke a little bit because I was doing a little some weird stuff <laughs> sitting there while he was sleeping. And, uh, it was nice though, because that that big dead tree did cover the the top of us, because we knew that sun was gonna come up and just beam on us. Yeah. But I mean, we napped, and because we sat there from probably ten in the morning until three thirty. A long sit. Yeah, I slept a lot. Yeah. Did you guys come back that evening? No. No. You just bailed after that. Well, and then that our running joke was because we couldn't see the camera where we were sitting at and it was like well so i, I didn't want to say it until ramsey brought it up literally right before we left i was thinking it the whole time i was like so what if we go over to the camera when we leave pull the cart out and there's like six bulls just sitting on it that's 25 yards from us mm-hmm. that we couldn't see and i don't know as quiet as it as quiet as it got at times i don't think they could have came in without us knowing they were there i don't think being so and the birds holy cow Tons and tons of birds. Yeah, so they're all those junipers, and every time they leave a juniper, they like flap their wings on it, and it sounds like something walking. Oh, that's there was crazy. multiple instances because we couldn't see if they were coming in in front of us where we had good wind, we couldn't see it. There was multiple instances where we both stood up, had an arrow in because we were like, "That's that sounds." And at one point, something snorted on that side, and it was like, "That's a bull." So let me ask you this scenario, I, and I'm just just out of curiosity. Um, what's preventing you from not sitting there anymore and sitting on the other side where you can see the whole? That's what we did. That's where the natural blind was was on the other side. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but th- if they would have came, see through, more from there. If they would have came through the cut, we couldn't see. Another thing that I would think about doing too is putting one one person at each end of that entire draw, like you know where because there's that one that. You know, that draw starts at the top where you uh, went with that kid that one time. And then it comes down and there's another one that meets it. I'm sure they're coming in from both of those. And honestly, I I talked to Ramsey about it too yesterday. Was like on the way back, I was like, what if instead of crossing the rock, we went up that hill and just kind of ran ridges until we got in and we could see if there were elk in there? Well, um, there's that one ridge you guys like where you saw the bulls. Was that shoulder season? That's on the all, other side, though. That's further away? That's up above the solar well. It's kind of like right next to where he shot his cow almost. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... But from what I hear, you guys aren't going to be in there for three weeks. You guys are running. You're going to run. You're two, gonna weeks. Run. two weeks. We're not going this weekend. Next weekend, we are. I thought the next weekend you had racing. Yeah, but I don't race on Sundays. And And you're also coming with me Saturday. I am. Yeah. Well, that means I got to shoot a bull next weekend. How's that sound? Like Wednesday? <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do something crazy. Matt's like, 
because Matt is going to be out there hauling corn for him, and uh, I think he's I think he's thinking he's going to be lonely. No, it's going to be a hundred and six. Everything's going to be down that river bottom. So he's like, dude, come out after work because. If we left it, what time would you think we could leave after work to get there? Three thirty, probably. I think if we left at four, I won't be done cutting. I ain't gonna. It gets dark at eight fifteen. Five or six, probably. You could hunt seven to eight fifteen. We'd have to leave. We could almost work a full day. I think if we left at five, got there at six, we could be hunting by six thirty, six forty-five. That's about when we were evening hunting, and just get down there and call. And if nothing happens. Go, uh, go take sleep at the cabin. Wake up. Are we gonna hunt that morning? <laughs> Probably. Would you want to? Yeah. And then go to work. Yeah. Be a long day at work. That's how my Monday was. Because <laughs> I went. Well, well, we'll just see how Friday goes. Because if it, I mean, if it's gonna be ninety degrees Thursday morning, there ain't no point going out. Wednesday's supposed to be the hottest day of the year. Yeah. Well, and then I'll. 106 is what they have in september it's ridiculous and i don't know what what, if it's going to keep being like this every year i tell you what though the nice thing is is the smoke is finally rolling in and it's september the nice thing normally it was like the end of oh you mean like we spent the whole summer without it it sucks though i know this happened to us remember when we were archery hunting like six years ago it was way longer than that 107 now is that what they have? Oh my God. Yeah, dude. See, but look at Thursday. but solid, but rain Thursday and Friday now. Yeah, that's what. I that's saw. good. After I'm, a I'm, day like that, that'll be good. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm. I have high hope, but you know what's the bad thing about next weekend? Oh. Well, you guys aren't hunting anyways, so or you are. Yeah. He's going with you guys. I think. Uh, Harvest Moon. It's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. They're gonna be all, all night running. Going to harvest an animal on the harvest. <laughs> Yeah, that's not not a possibility. Uh, well, cool. I guess does that finish you guys up or? Yeah, you went out by yourself this morning. I forget I about that. How was that? Uh, it's pretty quiet. How was solo hunting? Uh, it's different, isn't it? It's kind of sketchy in the dark by yourself. That's what I was gonna say. Actually. You're uh, especially after what you got on the camera. You have night. heightened hearing. Well, I didn't know that at that point, but I'm like, I'm literally walking through a hole in rim rocks right now, which is where cats love to hang out. Did you do that every time too? We came around the rock. I always, ever cause every single what, time. Look up in the rock. I went, I looked down up in that first cave and then I went straight up with my headlamp and I was like, there's a cat. So that tree that's right above the trail staring at me. There's something about feeling like a man. And then you go out solo hunting and you're just like, you, th- I, you think about everything. You're like, Oh, what the hell is that? What the hell is it? No, I tell you what, even you know, in a place that you've been to a thousand times, Walking in in the middle of the dark is still a little bit spooky. Oh, yeah, dude. I did it this morning. I was like, and I even walked with the dude most of the way. <laughs> but like even just sitting there, I was telling Matt, I was like, I pulled all my hunting. I pulled a couple hunting knives out and just set them on the ground. You know, if I had to <laughs> grab because grab them real quick. Did you not bring a pistol with you? No. Why? Left it in my truck. I left it in Ramsey's truck and I left, uh, I left my 45 with Matt. <laughs> mm. But. You almost had a shot on a deer. That was about the only situation you had today. No, I did have a shot on a deer. I just botched it. Whiffed. It's all right. They'll be there again. It'd be interesting if they get them on their I don't know. You talked to the landowner. He's like, yeah. 
Them big muleys, they're always in there in the summertime, but I don't know where the hell they go when it comes rifle season, but they're just gone. <laughs> Mikhail, that's reassuring. But it's one of the bigger deer that I've seen on the property, besides the one that I got a couple years ago. By far the biggest living deer I've ever, well, I guess I didn't see it in the flesh, but as far as pictures of it goes. That was with my iPhone. That was actually a decent picture. Yeah, it was. But that is by far the biggest mule deer i've seen on that place really yeah well that's cool i mean it's cool to see they're, they're in there you know oh yeah you know four like, of them and Last. also it's kind of funny not to interrupt riley but it's kind of funny to think about yeah we saw the biggest mule deer we've ever seen on that property and we saw the bitchiest mule deer doe we've ever seen on that <laughs> property too yeah i don't know what her deal was but she know. definitely had one i don't think she knew what we were so she was a little scared yeah old grizzly bear ran well i was gonna ask you know what you know, opening weekend has come and gone. Are you guys satisfied with with all the scouting you put in? And do you yes think, and no? Do you I, think that you're happy? But you, th- I think that I, I the think heat, the heat I, yeah, just I think everything. I'm I am perfectly content with how it went, with the factors that played into it, with how hot it was and things like that. I'm totally fine with it. Well, and if if a person's out there right now that doesn't think that this massive heat affects how elk work, they're wrong. Because well, I know that I we we came to the final conclusion this weekend where we're at. We don't think they're coming off the river. <laughs> we think they're staying down in the in the fields. And I think the ones are staying in the fields, and the ones that are up top aren't coming back down. They have no. They're reason staying in the big canyons. Yeah. Would you? If but you they're. Were out there? But well, even those those mule deer, the one that I got a shot at, they did not want to leave the water that they were sitting on. Really. Like you didn't think you could get in closer. No, because it was I was on one ridge and they were on the next ridge. It was little ridges; they weren't very far apart, seventy some yards. One of them was staring at me. Ah, that'll happen. Because I I didn't know exactly. I knew kind of where they were because I glassed them before I walked down in there. I'm like, well, they're not going to move very far. It's going to take me very long to get over there. And they'd only moved about thirty yards, but it was a clean, open, no sagebrush valley in between the two ridges mm. but looking at it hindsight there was some trees that were about 25 yards closer and i think i probably could have you know hindsight's 2020 20. i think i probably could have got about 25 yards closer but well the good thing is is the opening weekend you have a lot of season left yeah what now that we've established you guys aren't hunting one's not hunting next weekend and one's hunting half a weekend the following weekend uh, what is your expectations for those next days? Like, what are you going to change? And uh, I don't know if I'd really change it. Is there yeah. any excitement? More? Is there any more excitement since you've been in there? I or think there's more cool? excitement now that we know for a fact that they're in there and kind of where they're at and right. where they're going to be. Because the second day when we went further in to try to get ahead of them, we found their tracks. They walked right down the road that you right. drive in on. They went exactly where I told something, you. They something went. crossed that creek bottom. Probably an hour after we crossed past the camera, because there was literally mud flick, dry, or fresh mud kicked everywhere. But they didn't go in front of the camera. That was elk for sure. They came, they went across and then back across, and then they went over the top right before you get to the camera. Mm-hmm. But it was just one, and it was small, so I think it was a cow. Well, and I, I would say, as far as my opinion goes, like I, I came into this weekend with, with. I would, I would, it wasn't low or high expectations, but like reasonable expectations. Yeah. And it was like, I'm going to give it an effort, 
but the heat I know is a factor. We had some positives. We had some negatives. But I'm more excited for this next weekend than I, I was going into this one. We had more positive than negative, though. I would yeah, I would say so, too. But the weather weather cutting almost in half. We put a lot of miles on. Yeah, a couple hundred. Uh, <laughs> we figure about eight or nine miles. Somewhere in there on the boots. So I probably did nine or ten with today. Right. It's a mile in, mile out. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just very excited for next weekend. Uh, we'll see how it goes. And. Hopefully things are are getting a little more ruddy because that makes elk hunting even more of a amazing almost adventure. makes things easier in a way yeah uh, and I would say I think just for the experience all, all the way around makes it uh, more you know where they're at rush, uh, more of more. adrenaline rushes and yeah Matt what do you think what did, what was your uh, what was your take on everything well I think uh, we had a phenomenal weekend um, I think our scouting was awesome is all the work that we'd done on the first half of the ranch after tomorrow will be useless once they come in and start cutting everything i mean we're gonna be back to square one again and the most scouting and stuff you've done going into an archery season no no about normal well and i think that hindsight on that is is and I told Matt, that, you know, I I appreciate anywhere I get to hunt out there, but <clears throat> where we were at, where we had to be because that's where the elk were, is not my favorite place to hunt elk with a bow. It's wide ass open. It's not even so much that it's wide open. There's plenty of places to hide. It's just that they could go up seventy five different directions. And everything that had been off that hayfield this morning went up at two draws over. Yeah, I mean, like. Whereas on the other side, like we could really call them in, you know, we could really, uh, we could see them from a long ways off, make a move, hike into a spot. It's just, I like it a lot more once that side starts heating up. I'm hoping it heats up. I'm hoping the elk move in even more. Um, we'll see. We'll just stay tuned and we'll see how this, this season goes. I mean, it already started off with a, you know, for me with a bang, I, I, I've never shot an antelope with a bow. Never shot. I mean, minus a lost bull, but you know, a couple lost mule deer. I've never shot anything with a bow, so. Yeah, and I think Ramsey and I are kind of at the same <clears throat> crossroads. It's going to be different when the temperature's, you know, high 60s, 70 for the high, and they're rutting a little more, so we can actually get into some, you know, call-in scenarios instead of just trying to have them mosey towards us, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, I think it's going to, it's going to be good that we're not going to really be, we're not going to be in there for a, almost two weeks mm-hmm. because that property is just so different. You can't really, if you pressure it, I feel like it kind of will. Uh, I feel like there's a way that you can hunt it without so many. I don't think we put too much pressure on go. it. As long as you did what you did where you're not like jumping through the elk and stuff like that, you know, they may be weary thinking something's different down there, but I, I don't think you're blowing them out, especially if you back out in a certain way. Well, I mean, there was elk on the camera literally after we were in there. Yeah. All like hours after we were in there. And we never got, when we were, like Saturday when we were going after those bugles, we never got close enough to even hear them again or hear something bust out. So, But I think it'll be good to kind of give them a little bit of time to, uh, to uh, have it to themselves and then come back in. I agree. So. Well, I think let's I'll be excited to see how things turn out. I think that I don't think we have a guest this next week yet, but we're getting close to 
um, a couple couple more guests lined up. Uh, we got a cool one for November lined up, and uh, uh, a lot of things are coming together for Bull Mountain Brothers. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, and it'll be fun to have Rams out with us this weekend. It'll be really, you know, I like I always well my longest life hunting partner. Always a good good time to have him, and then uh, it'll be cool once you know I, I would like to hunt with you in a couple weeks. I think yeah. if, if you know me and Matt get her done on my end, uh, I would gladly come out for for a day. Um, no, that's the weekend you're gone anyways. Yeah. So that'll work great. Perfect. That, I'd love to. Um, yeah, let's just keep, keep grinding. You know, this season's going to come and go very quickly. So the more days that we're out there, the more opportunities we're going to get and value every second. Cause before we know it'll be gone. Well, we're down to what our last, what, 10 days actually on the ground, you know, doing it. Uh, yeah. You know, for us guys that have weak jobs, you know, which is all of us. You know, you only get to get out for so many days during the season, and mm-hmm. uh, they're we're already down three. So, uh, gut check will come pretty soon, and we'll just have to hunt hard, hunt all day long, and and get it done. Um, yeah, I'm excited to stay stay tuned. Next week should be amazing. Next week should be really good, and maybe Wednesday <laughs> night will be one hell of a, <laughs> one hell of a hopefully worth it. One we're gonna Matt said we should just hop in the old S10 and. And mob so save some gas, because he'll pick us up down at the bottom, so we don't have to drive through the whole, the whole place. In the, oh, I don't know if it could make it. I don't it. think it would. We'll <laughs> uh, drive. But yeah, thanks for listening, fast. everybody. This was a little bit of a different episode. We just mm-hmm. kind of got to really just unload reflect. on, reflect, and unleash on on what happened for the you know the most important. I, I wouldn't say the most important, but most exciting uh, thing you've been looking forward to all year. Um, so yeah, thanks. Uh, check out these these ad reads we're going to play at the end of this. We have a couple new sponsors that we should have played on last podcast, but make sure to listen. We're going to run them right in a row at the end of the podcast here. And as always, we will catch you on the next one. See you. See you. Sean, I had to laugh the other day. Do you remember that time that Matt sunk his pickup in the creek? Oh, I absolutely do. That was just a nightmare. Yeah, that really sucked. And I was the one that ended up cleaning it up, you know. Do you know anybody that could take care of that for me next time? You know, believe it or not, uh, the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing here in Billings, Montana, they could take care of that real quick for you. Um, Anything from cars to trucks, anything that really goes down the highway, whether you're putting it in the water, putting it in the trees for a good weekend with the family, they could easily clean that up for you and get you right back out where you want to be. And and how would I get a hold of these guys? Uh, You can actually get a hold of the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing at 406-861-9553. Sweet. Two Leggins Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggins Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.